Hello and welcome back to Through the Bible with Dr. Buddy Walls. Good to have you with us today. We had talked earlier about a lesson titled Victory or Defeat. Now this is going to be part two of that same lesson. We talked about how when we begin sin, it begins with a thought process. It begins with an inward thought and develops into an outward action. We normally think of sin as all outward action, but sin actually begins in the brain. In other words, our thought processes. We talked about how this war we are in begins in the mind. That's the battlefront. All people, including Christians, go to battle every day. But if we are not careful, we can set ourselves up for defeat. When we wake up of the morning, we have to prepare our minds. I want to read you something out of the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The Bible says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, too many people do not anticipate victory. We must begin a war that we expect to win. The reason a lot of Christians are losing battles is because they expect to be defeated. We get what we expect. We reap what we sow according to Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. The Bible says this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Look, if we're going to successfully conquer thoughts and win the battle with the mind, we must expect to win. Most Christians expect to lose to the devil in their thought life. They expect to have their minds wander off on impure thoughts. It is no wonder that so many Christians have a problem with their thought life. They hope that by opposing their sinful thought life, that somehow they will reduce the number of their defeats, but they still expect to be defeated once in a while. They expect to yield to the temptation that is plaguing their mind. They program themselves for defeat, and the idea of defeat gives Satan a foothold in their lives. If we expect Satan to defeat us, that will open the door for him to do so. But here is the good news. We already have the victory. We have overcome. That is talking about overcoming Satan. I want to read you something out of the book of Revelation chapter 12. Verse 11, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. The Bible says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. A lot of Christians set themselves up for defeat. Let me give you an example. I've heard this so many times from Christians, and this is why it has stuck in my brain. Because I myself am guilty of not saying but doing the same thing. Here's what I hear all the time. Oh, I just worry myself all the time. I'm so stressed out. I just cannot help it. You know that is a bunch of hogwash, a bunch of baloney. The Word of God has shown me that is nothing but a lack of faith. Where is our faith? That is why it is more than just believing in Christ. It is living in Christ and Christ living in you. 
We already have the victory in all things. He has given us victory. Do not accept that victory and turn around and give it back to Satan. Too many Christians, including me at times, first need to get off their pity party and accept the victory that Christ has given them. It is a matter of faith in that victory. Thinking we will be defeated destroys the discipline God wants us to have in our lives. It destroys the dedication God wants us to have toward him. Discipline and dedication are built on the expected victory, not expected defeat. Paul worked in maintaining discipline and dedication to the Lord in his life. I want to read you a verse out of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. The Bible says, But I keep under my body and bring it into subject, subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. You know, we must do the same thing, the same thing bring our bodies into subjection. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 17. Proverbs 23, 17 says this. Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Verse 18 says, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Look, if we do not let our hearts envy, then our expectation will not be cut off. We are going to get exactly what we expect. It is going to come to us just like we expect it. You know, the United States lost the war in Vietnam because we did not expect to win. Had we expected to win, the war would have been over within a matter of weeks because we had the power to do that. But we expected to lose. That is why the war lingered on for 10 or 12 years and then we finally threw in the towel. We expected to lose in Korea and so we lost. Not to win is to lose. If we anticipate defeat, Defeat is what we will get. God will give us our expectations. They will not be cut off. He will give us what we are expecting. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3 says this. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be worried and faint in your minds. Verse 4 says ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Paul says that for us to consider Jesus, when we are tempted, consider Jesus. He says in that passage that we should lay aside the sin which doth so easily beset us. Verse 2 tells us we are to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. When we are tempted, when the devil is playing with our minds, then we need to consider Jesus who suffered such contradiction of sinners. That will keep us from losing the battle in our minds. I want to read you some verses out of the book of James, chapter 1, beginning in verse 6. James chapter 1, beginning in verse 6. The Bible says, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Look, if a Christian yields himself to defeat from Satan, 
that is being double-minded. James says such Christians are not only double-minded, but they are unstable in all their ways. How can some Christians be that way? He said we are to pray in faith with nothing wavering, no wavering at all, to ask something in prayer, yet not believe what God that God will answer is being double-minded. For whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. That's what Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. The book of Matthew chapter 22, chapter 21, verse 22. Jesus said, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. He didn't say you might. He said you shall receive. Do you believe that you shall receive when you ask in prayer? Or are you one of these with a hope so, think so, maybe so religion? We need to pray to be strengthened in the no-so religion. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I just happen to believe he is the truth that well, I, I believe I shall receive, that I, if I believe I'll receive. It might not be the answer, you know, I'm looking for, but I'll receive it. We waver in our faith because we are defeated on the battlefield. The reason our prayer life is not what it should be is because we are already defeated on the battlefield. Our thinking is not toward God, nor is it toward victory in Jesus. Rather, it is defeat toward defeat, so we can get defeated even in our prayer life. It is not surprising that Satan does not flee from most Christians, you know, as we are told he will do if, if we resist him. In the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7, James, chapter 4, verse 7, it says this, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Do you believe that? Do you ever wonder why he hangs around so much instead of fleeing as he's supposed to do? We try to resist the devil and he just continues to harass us. The verse is true. He will flee, but the problem is in the degree of our resistance. We have programmed ourselves for defeat, and the devil knows that when we resist him, it will only be temporary. He does not leave. He just waits a while and claims a victory. He knows he can wait a few minutes and come back and finish the job because our resistance is so anemic. We are double-minded and have programmed ourselves for defeat. We must begin a war that we expect to win. Resisting impurity or resisting wrong thoughts require total commitment. It requires an entire commitment of self, body, soul, and spirit. Paul prayed that our whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 says this. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know that kind of commitment requires a full surrender of ourselves to the Lord. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says this. I beseech you therefore brethren. By the mercies of God. That ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy acceptable unto God. 
which is your reasonable service. God has the Christian spirit by virtue of salvation, but the soul is wavering in between the body or the flesh and the spirit. The Christian must give his soul over to the Lord. The soul is a part of your desires, your will, your thoughts and motives. Then the Lord will have everything and be in complete control of the person's life. Total commitment is required if we are to win this kind of battle. We need to realize the victory is already ours. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus is already in us Christians. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, it says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. God told the Israelites this in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 18. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 18. God told the Israelites, he said, And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not? Hebrews three nineteen says, So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. God said the reason they could not enter into rest, his rest was because of their unbelief. If we do not think we can win, then we cannot win. If an athlete goes into a game or contest thinking he's going to lose, he will lose. But if he goes out there thinking he's going to win, he he will put everything he has into it and he will be in a position to win the game. At times, he may still lose because he may face a more powerful opponent. We face a more powerful opponent. But thank God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When we get on the field of life with the winning, with the idea of winning, our captain will see that we win. I want to read you something out of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. The Bible says, For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things in bringing many sons into glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. We entered the victory in Christ the moment we were saved. Romans chapter 6 tells us that it said we were buried with Christ and raised in him, and so we also should walk in newness of life. The victory is ours. We are in Jesus, and he has already defeated the foe. The battle is won. I read a story one time where a Japanese soldier came walking out of the jungle on a Philippine island in 1972. He had been fighting World War II for 27 years without knowing the war was long over and, and he no longer even had an enemy. That's the way we Christians are a lot of times. We keep fighting the war even though the enemy is already defeated. The victory is ours for the claiming. All we have to do is put our flag up, but we do not do it because we're afraid the enemy is going to take it down. 
we are programmed for defeat. The Bible says Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. I want to read you Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Have you ever done that? Have you ever dared to be like Daniel to purpose in your heart not to be defeated by Satan? Of course, we realize that this cannot be done in our own strength. The Lord is the one who is going to have the victory, but we have to be determined to have that victory. It is ours already, but we have to reach out and take it by faith. If we purpose to win the war, God will show us in every uh, defeat that we experience just what went wrong so we can strengthen our faith for the next battle. When generals are in the war prayer and their troops are defeated on some particular battlefront, they analyze the defeat carefully to ensure that this does not happen again. If we are looking for victory but suffer defeat, then God will show us what went wrong so we can strengthen the next time. Here is one sure way to have victory. Ask yourself this question. I always finish up with all of my podcasts this way. Are you 100% sure that you're going to go to heaven? Now, if you're 35, 55, or 75, or 99% sure that you're going to go to heaven, that will not work. You won't be going there. The Bible wants you to know that you've got eternal life. It says in 1 John uh, 5.13 that you may know that you have an eternal life. God wants you to know that you do. But the very first thing you have to do is recognize, first of all, that you're a sinner. Everybody goes to heaven the same way. You first have to recognize that you're a sinner and then repent of that sin now that means give it up. Look, you can repent a thousand times, won't do you one bit of good unless you forsake that sin. In other words, give it up. You got to go another direction, and then believe what happened on the cross—that the Son of God died for your sins, and on the third day He rose again. He's sitting at the right hand of God right now, uh, interceding on your behalf. You have to believe that with all your heart and soul. And it says, you know. Once you become born again, he'll give you eternal life. And he never lies. He promises exactly, according to the book of Thomas, that his promises are true. He never lies. So that's one way you can gain the victory. Admit you're a sinner. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and what happened on the cross. Repent of your sins and believe what happened on the cross. And you'll have eternal life forever and ever. We hope you enjoyed this. We've got many more podcasts coming up, and we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you, and have a good day.